You're listening to the Digital Remodeler Podcast. In each episode, we explore the latest trends, tools, and strategies for transforming your home remodeling business in the digital age. Join host Carl Willis, a seasoned home services digital marketing consultant, as he interviews industry experts, shares success stories, and provides actionable tips to help you stay ahead of the curve and build a successful and sustainable home remodeling business in today's ever-evolving market. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this show is the ultimate guide to help you modernize your business and thrive in the digital world. Hey, it's Carl. Welcome to today's episode of the Digital Remodeler, and I'm here with uh, Dave Schneider. We're going to be talking about trends in link building. So if you've uh, read anything about SEO in the past or uh, had some experience with SEO, uh, you've been told you need links. And uh, one of the things that we're going to get into is what are the trends, because not all links are the same. Uh, Not all links produce the same results. And so we're going to leave it, lean into Dave's expertise today. Dave, glad to have you here. If you would give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we'll dive in. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carl. Really happy to be here as well. Get a chance to speak with your audience. My, as you mentioned, my name is Dave. I am a CEO and co-founder of the Marketing Agency Shortlist. Um, one of our main services is link building, although we also do website design and dev and some content strategy. Uh, but I've been a, a digital marketer for well over 10 years now. Um, digital nomad as well, so incorporate a lot of traveling around. Um, I've done work in software and services, um, but always generally in marketing, marketing tech, um, and a lot of that has involved SEO. So um, these days, you know, Shortlist is about a 20 person or so company, mainly uh, located in Macedonia. Uh, we work with clients all over the world. So happy to share what I know and, and answer your questions. Fantastic. Yeah, sounds great. Uh... You know, one of the things about uh, digital marketing is the freedom you have to work from anywhere. So that's uh, certainly awesome to hear. Well, Dave, let's just get started. Let's talk about, uh, you know, just the basics. What is link building? Why why does somebody need links? And, and let's just kind of start from that elementary point and work our way forward. Yeah, so the absolute uh, basics, basis, as best as I can describe it, is first of all, you know, if you or you know, I mean, I know you obviously, but uh, other individuals, as you read uh, articles on the web, you'll often see things are hyperlinked. Um, that is basically a reference to usually another page. It may be a page within that website. We call that an internal link, or it may be a link to someone else's website. Let's say Wikipedia, for example. We call that an external link. Um, in many cases, you look at that and you think of that as just a user experience feature, sort of we are citing, you know, the source of which we found it, much like when we were, you know, younger, we were told to kind of reference and cite uh, the facts that, that we brought in uh, that weren't originally ours. Um, but uh, those who, you know, are, know a little bit more about SEO understand that that is a primary uh, link um, ranking factor for Google. So essentially, uh, part of the way the Google search algorithm works, and I, I don't, I'm not privy to the exact uh, 
algorithm in and of itself. But it's, it's a well-known fact that this is at least a, a major contributing factor is that the more links that your site or your web page has incoming from other quality sites, the higher it's going to rank for those keywords um, that are associated with the link um, coming into your page. So um, link building is sort of the service or the act of generating those links, whether or not you're going out to webmasters and you're asking them to link to content that you've written, or whether or not they're just organically finding things that you've created online and are linking to it naturally, uh, but going out and, and having those links created with the goal to increase where you rank in the search. Okay, great. Now you, you used a word there that I want us to dig into a little bit. You used the word quality. Um, and so let's talk about what is a quality link versus just any link in general? What is it that, that a person should be looking for uh, to really fit that definition of quality? Yeah, quality is, is one of those subjective words where everybody has a little bit of a different opinion about what it means. Um, but we can say that um, when you are getting linked to from another site, the metrics of that site bear importance as to how good, for lack of a better word, that link is, how valuable it is. So for example, if you were linked to maybe from a site like Forbes, um, this is a well-known reputable site, it has a lot of traffic, has a lot of authority because a lot of people are linking to Forbes. So it has in turn a lot of authority that it can sort of pass on. Um, then it is likely going to be considered a quality link. On the other hand, there are many links that we receive all the time. Um, and they are, we'll call them low quality. They are from sites that don't have a lot of traffic. Maybe these sites are spamming. Maybe they are what we call just kind of private blog network. So somebody kind of owns a farm of sites and they've sort of created their own link network. Um, and, you know, they're, they're basically, you know, they're not Forbes for lack of, you know, for lack of a better word. So, um, you know, the metrics that there's no hard set fast kind of standards that everyone can agree on on sort of what's quality and what's not. But typically some of the things that we look at when we evaluate whether or not uh, a website is quality. Um, number one, we'll look to see if it itself is getting a lot of organic traffic. Um, if a website is getting a lot of organic traffic, that is a sign to us that Google has determined that this site is worthy of showing its visitors from its own search. And so that's a way of us telling whether or not it has a lot of uh, its quality. We also might look at what's called the domain authority or the domain ranking um, or domain rating. There are different um, SEO tools kind of have their own sort of authority metrics. So domain authority is from Moz, which is a well-known uh, SEO tool. And they essentially look at the backlink profile of the website and they determine whether or not they think it's quality and how strong the website is. So things like domain authority, things like organic traffic, things like how the website looks, performs, go into the opinion of whether or not we think it's quality. Okay, great. So so let me ask you this question. So is there an issue of relevance? So there might be a, a really high authority site, uh, but does it need to match up somewhat to, to what it is we're talking about on our site? Um, how do we how do we get that relevance built into that? equation? There definitely is a relevance factor. Um, it's hard to sort of see that. You don't see a lot of metrics around relevance because relevance is 
subjective to each individual person who would be getting a link. So a site that is maybe relative for me might not be relative for you. And therefore, where something like domain authority or organic traffic are kind of standard, they, they mean the same for everyone. Relevance is a little different, but we do believe that relevance is important, that when you get linked from a site, if that is a site that um, you know, where the article in which you got linked is contextually relevant to, you know, what, what you do. So if, for example, if I provide marketing services and then I've linked to in an article about the top 10, you know, best agencies in Philadelphia, that's a good link. However, if it's on a food blog and it's in a recipe, um, that would be very strange and out of place and likely not carry the same type of relevance and weight that I would get elsewhere. Okay, great. So are there are there certain links you want to avoid, just bad neighborhoods you don't want to be a part of? Yeah, absolutely. And it's worth noting that you don't necessarily, you have somewhat limited control over, you know, who links to you, right? So if someone decides to link to your website, um, that is often a decision that they have made, uh, or it maybe is part of some sort of automation or tool that, that produces that link. And so sometimes we naturally just acquire bad links um, just, you know, by being out there. Um, Google in general, I think does a good job of understanding what are kind of uh, links that should be ignored. Um, and they can tell that the site is low quality and therefore they won't factor it into uh, it's their algorithm and it won't negatively impact you. Sometimes when this gets a little out of control and you have a lot of links that maybe are really spamming, um, then you can make extra efforts to do what's called disavow them. Disavowing them is essentially when you submit a file to Google and you say, I want all these links to be uh, discarded or uh, not regarded um, as part of any sort of calculations. Um, and we, we believe to understand that that also can help kind of clean up your, your backlink profile. And, and occasionally that also happens if you do maybe hire a link builder, because I did mention that that is something you can proactively do, proactively try to acquire links. Um, sometimes they also don't get you the best quality ones. So bottom line is, you know, the ones that we generally try to avoid are ones like I mentioned where maybe the site has a really low authority. So authority is a metric between like zero and 100. Um, the higher, the better. So sites that maybe have an authority in like single digits are usually pretty low. Or if they really don't have any organic traffic at all, some sites literally have zero organic traffic. That also is usually an indicator that it's not really high quality. Um, there are other metrics we look at. For example, Moz has a metric called spam score. Um, and they essentially look at a lot of factors of the website and they say, does this website, is it consistent with other websites that we know to be spam? Um, does it look like a not legitimate website? For example, maybe it doesn't have a contact page or something like that. So all those metrics can kind of help uh, paint the picture of what we should avoid. Okay, great. So, uh, you know, when we talk about, you know, some of the, the changes that, that happen, obviously, in link building, you know, Google updates the algorithm on a regular basis. And, and sometimes uh, a business owner is going to find that all these links that got built all of a sudden uh, can almost penalize them. So, so what are some things that a, a business owner can do to just really keep their linking strategy penalty free? Yeah, it's an important question because like you mentioned, um, algorithms are coming out all the time. M many of them we're not even really aware of. They're, you know, m maybe minor subtle changes that just kind of happen and adjustments get made and, and we don't know. Then there are larger ones that you know people hear about. A lot of times they're named after animals like panda and penguin. 
Um, and they all are related often to certain like specific tactics, maybe that people were using to rank and then therefore, and then, you know, Google has made some adjustments to discredit um, those types of efforts if they didn't feel they were genuine. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, you could obviously sit back and not do any link building whatsoever um, and hope that sort of naturally it went your way. Um, it, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But in many cases, businesses that want to grow, they do go out and they try to um, work with um, an SEO or a marketer, maybe bring one on their team or potentially hire an agency to do link building for them. And that's when it's really important to make sure that the quality standards that those individuals or that service has align with you and what you're looking for. Um, because, uh, you know, like you, like you mentioned, you know, you're going to get those links. And if they are not, if they are low quality, um, they may not work, stand the test of time. Um, you may benefit from them for a few months, but then some algorithm change will essentially uh, disregard them and all that kind of money and work will have been useless. Uh, in worst case scenario, it could actually kind of end up penalizing you. And maybe you, in a worst case scenario, you could be removed from the search altogether or just knocked down for a lot of your key terms. Um, so it's really important to uh, you know be on top of the link building if it's something that you're actively doing and make understanding the quality of the links that are kind of coming in. Um, there are tools like SEMrush where you can have your backlink score kind of audited through software and it will give you a proportion, for example, of kind of high, medium, low quality links. And then, as I mentioned, you can send a disavow file if you need to, if you have a lot of low quality links. Um, those are some of the main the, the main ways. Uh, but but yeah, at the end of the day, it is kind of technical and does require some, some nuanced expertise. So uh, it's important to kind of work with professionals uh, when you're doing link building. Good. So uh, we were going to talk about some of the trends. So what are some of the trends you're seeing in link building and, and just overall linking strategy today? Yeah, if you were to look at link building, um, you know, years ago, and SEO in general is an industry that is changing all the time, you know, rapidly every six to 12 months, they're often, you know, changing priorities and things like that. Metrics go in and out of favor. Uh, back when I first started, there was a metric called page rank that seemed really important at the time. Um, nowadays, uh, nobody really looks at that one. Um, so it is something that you have to be on top of. Um, more and more, we're just sort of seeing that emphasis on quality. Um, it used to be the way, you know, SEO is often uh, kind of categorized into what we call black hat, gray hat, white hat um, uh, efforts. Um, black hat efforts are usually kind of uh, geared towards acquiring more, more spammy, sort of quick win types of approaches, but they don't often stand a test of time. Um, a lot of the links um, that you could get from earlier from private blog networks or low quality sites in the past, those you know those could work and those could help a site um, in, increase their ranking. Nowadays, Google has just fine tuned its algorithm to be more and more robust, and they're really understanding you know what is a good quality link. Uh, contextual links in content, what is well-written content, um, and even just beyond link building in it of itself at SEO in general, understanding about the user experience of a site and how fast content loads and uh, performance and all of that. So all those factors these days are, are important. Um, link building is certainly um, an important factor in rankings, but more and more uh, new metrics and, and factors are introduced into Google's algorithm. And last time I checked, there were over 200 or so um, that play a role. So 
I would say that, you know, link building is certainly um, uh, prevalent and important in today's day and age, but it's not the end all be all. And there are a lot of other things to take into consideration um, in terms of, you know, what's important to have on your site. Okay, excellent. So are you seeing, you know, AI playing any kind of role in the, the link building process these days? You know, there's a lot of a lot of discussion about how Google's going to treat AI. Uh, you know, what are you seeing in, in the link building side of things? Yeah, AI certainly has started to uh, become, you know, a known entity in the digital marketing world and in SEO. It uh, hasn't sort of completely taken over, but it's something that we're all paying attention to. A lot of, you know, the earliest kind of uh, steps in AI is around content creation, because that's something, you know, a lot of these um, AI tools are built off of um, sort of like these uh, neural language programming um, uh, models. So a lot of it is about, you know, content vocabulary words. So that is affecting basic content that's being written on websites. Um, it's starting to replace, you know, human writers um, and AI is becoming more and more efficient and effective at writing, you know, long form content. Um, content is obviously a big part of SEO and it is a part of link building as well because links have to reside in content. So whether or not content is going on your blog to potentially be linked to or whether content is going on someone else's blog, such as in the form of a guest post or, or otherwise where you would be getting a link from, um, AI is now, uh, you know, a, a someone something you have to kind of pay attention to in that. In and of itself, you don't necessarily see AI building links on behalf of anybody. It's not sort of replacing the human process of link building. Um, and while there is software and automated tools that, you know, sort of do link building, they, they rarely do so with high quality. So that still has remained, you know, a human being initiative, uh, you know, the link building service. But the content element of that is more and more, you know, you're seeing more and more influence from AI. Um, and you see more articles being sourced from, from AI. And even writers, even if you were to work with a writer, you believe maybe as a service provider, you're working with human writers, but they are using AI tools uh, as well. So at the end of the day, the, the, so the end of the supply chain, AI is there. So, you know, we, we obviously have to kind of pay attention to that content and kind of protect, you know, quality content on the web and make sure it's useful. But on the other hand, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of what AI is producing is getting better and better and it's rivaling, rivaling, you know, human, human writing. So uh, it does seem like it's something that is going to take a, a foothold going forward. Okay, good. And then a question we get a lot of times is kind of going back to just linking strategy. A lot of business owners ask us, well, you know, how many links should you have? Um, so how would you answer that? Yeah, it's, you know, obviously... It does uh, vary quite a bit from customer to customer and sort of where they're at in their journey. Um, the earlier you are on, the less links that you need, you know, um, and then as you get bigger, you naturally have a larger backlink profile. And then typically, um, you know, uh, you're going to need more links to have impact. Um, it also often depends on the competitiveness of the keyword that you're targeting um in uh, some other things and that's why like we mentioned before kind of working professional can be useful that said i mean often when we work with clients and we do link building on their behalf um we're usually uh, sort of acquiring somewhere between five and 20 links per month um so that gives you an idea of sort of you know how we as a service um do it for clients 
Uh, but again, it, you know, there are some some variation there uh, from from client to client. Okay, great. Uh, so, Dave, before we we kind of wrap up, any any final uh, golden nuggets that you have for anybody listening? Just things that uh, they really ought to lock into when they're if they're you know thinking about a link building strategy. They're they're looking at vendors. Um, what what are some of those nuggets you would have for them? Yeah, I certainly don't want anyone to be stressed out about link building. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's one of those things that, um, you know, links honestly can be kind of expensive and it can be difficult to find a good service provider. So it is, can be, you know, a little bit of a headache to kind of get that ball rolling. It's also something that takes time. A um, lot of different marketing efforts out there and some of them can produce results quickly or more quickly than others, like paid advertising. Typically, you see results from that earlier. Uh, but you have to pay kind of every month to make sure that you're kind of out there with your ads. Whereas SEO, link building, content strategy and creation, they tend to be a, a bit more long-term. We call them like evergreen um, and they take three, six, nine plus months to to mature. So, it, you know, it is something that's, you know, you don't necessarily need to invest heavily today, but it's good to get the ball rolling and get started at least a a little bit early on so that way you know 12 months from now you will have started to uh reap a little bit of, of effort and see some results from that early work that was done okay great so dave if somebody wants to learn more about you about your your services uh, where can they go to find that information yeah absolutely i'm best found um via email uh shoot me an email dave at shortlist.io um that will get you over to me and uh, i'm always responding uh right away so um not too active on social media to be honest um but uh yeah if, if anyone wants to uh say hello that's the way to do it okay fantastic well i appreciate your time today and uh it's been great just diving into this topic it's uh, you know, one of the evergreen things of, of search engine optimization is uh, links are critical. Uh, that hasn't changed uh, no matter what. And so uh, some great insights from you. Any any last thoughts uh, that you want to share today? No, I think, uh, I think there's some great questions that help kind of under, underline a lot of the basic uh, misconceptions and, and uh, fundamentals of link building. So thanks for having me on the, the show, Carl. Absolutely. Again, this is Dave Schneider, and it's been great uh, talking with him today and uh, looking forward to seeing you on our next episode.